Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Cowabunga! We're ready for some fun in the sun as we discuss America's greatest invention, spring break! But first, travel news, including Avengers Campus opening at Disneyland, a water park in Thailand themed to your favorite Columbia Pictures movies, and Zach manages to make his Disney history segment all about Taylor Swift. Grab your boogie board and don't forget your sunscreen. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventures Society! Everybody in the pool, it's spring break here in the Gold Key Adventures Society Central Florida campus, and your favorite VJs are hosting the party poolside. In between sets by your favorite hip-hop groups and new metal bands, broke college kids are humiliating themselves on stage for Jerry Springer's amusement so they can earn enough gas money to get home. And we're covering the week's travel news. Let's hurry up before Blink-182 starts playing. But first, I was wondering, what would be the worst possible destination for MTV to choose to host their annual spring break pool party? And what disappointing musical act would totally fail to get the crowd pumped up? Number I've one. This one, Zach. Do you yeah. know what MTV Spring yeah, Break yeah, is? That no, was no. What my question was, I've "Who's Blink One Eighty Two? There it is. Oh. Uh, no, uh, no. I, I um, I was thinking about this, and and all it it instantly reminded me of that episode of King of the Hill where they uh, where Hank takes his mom and her old uh, friends to that island. I can't remember the name of the island, but they go there. To go to the shop full of miniatures, glass miniatures, and spring yes. break shows up. Uh, MTV Spring Break shows up. So I guess, That's a good episode. I guess anywhere there is an event hosted by the National Association of Miniature Enthusiasts would be my, mm-hmm. which is a real <laughs> organization. A I believe and it. Jeff is a member. Yes, Jeff. Jeff Williams is a member. <laughs> Zach, real quick, real quick, since you mentioned King of the Hill, could you please say it for me? You say that's my purse. I don't know you. No. Come on, oh. please. But that's my favorite I body. Can't do it. I can't yes. do it on command. All right. Okay. Maybe you can work it Sorry. in later. Yeah. Ride, <laughs> uh, ride Pong with me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking a great location would be Branson, Missouri. <laughs> and uh, the Christian rock band from the 80s, Lust Control. I've never that would be a either. great that would be a great spring break party yeah. would striper be opening up for yes them? definitely i've never actually heard of lust control they sound well i may have googled like <laughs> terrible christian rock bands to come up with that one I mean, Branson, Missouri has their built-in. I'm sure that there's an Andy Williams tribute oh, show. Oh, good that one. That's really, also a good one, yeah. Really keep the college kids at bay. <laughs> yes. I was thinking of a pl- another place that had as a built-in musical act that would really ruin things. What about if we put a pool at Lester's Possum Park and try to... Oh, try yeah. To get- <laughs> well, who would the musical then, act then be? The, the, the animatronic, you know... that. At, I can't sing the song because I don't know the <laughs> words. At Lester's Pa-Pa-Possum Park. You know. And then you go and get your possum hat and hang upside down from a tree branch and get your picture taken. I'm going to need you to clip that so I can use that as my ringtone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll learn the lyrics and perform yes, the whole song for you. Come on, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to the news. Our show this week is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Uh, Heather, big news out of California. Big news. Avengers Campus has an official opening date. Mm -hmm. It was scheduled to open in the summer of 2020, but... Along with everything else, 2020 ruined last year. I wonder why they it didn't also open. Took the, yeah, there was a little thing happening, but mm. they're opening on June 4th. Unfortunately, the bad the bad news about that is that it will currently only be for California residents. Mm. 
as it uh, they have to follow the state's reopening protocols. But it's a great step forward. And hopefully, I'm hoping we that soon we can see some great video from the Avengers campus. All we've really seen are these still photos here and there. But they also, we got some a look at some of the food that they're going to be serving. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're serving in the, what is it called? Pim's? Pim's Kitchen. Yes. Is everything going to be teeny tiny portions of food that we pay regular theme park prices for? This is what I want to know. I think some things are supposed to be extra large also, aren't they? Oh. Uh, yeah, it says, oh, you can get a pim- pimini, <laughs> a pimini sandwich <laughs> a pimini. that's either served by the slice or as a long multi-portion sandwich. I'm thinking it's like one of those six foot long oh, sandwich, party yeah, sandwiches yeah. from Subway, but squashed in a panini press. I'm, I am curious about this. This picture of spaghetti and meatballs that appears to be served in a ladle. <laughs> what they did is they made a giant ladle to make the meatball look huge. And then there's a tiny fork, I think. Mm, and yes. I don't know. They use like, I don't know. And it's not spaghetti. It's, it's spaghetti. It's, it's SpaghettiOs and macaroni, it looks like, with a giant meatball on top. Mm. It could be good. It, it looks be good. like um, Web Slingers, the Spider-Man adventure, is going to open with the campus. No word yet on the feature attraction, which we think is going to be kind of based on the Rise of the Resistance type technology. That I think that's going to be later. I- I'm curious to see what all opens with the park, given the COVID protocols. I mean, we've seen some teased things like the... That cool Spider-Man animatronic that literally oh, yeah. flies through the air. I really hope I that happens, see. right? Uh, there's supposed to be some great character meet and greets at some point. Ant-Man and the Wasp and Doctor Strange, those kinds of things. Um, I think we're going it's, to, it's, it may be a little bit of a slow rollout, but at least we finally have an opening date and we know when we're going to be able to go visit. And people can start buying those little Spider-Man robot thingies i i really want one of those they look so cute they're so cute and i love that you can get them themed after different avengers yes now why don't we call those superheroes the defenders Mm. they're not really proactive they don't really do much avenging (laughs) they they do more they do more reacting and defending from the impending peril don't they yeah that is true but defenders sounds dumb i guess i'm just saying it'd be more accurate it looks like uh, in addition to the PIM test kitchen and the PIM testing lab, there's also going to be a shawarma palace. Who doesn't love some shawarma? Mm. I, I sure love some shawarma. I love some, some shawarma. shawarma. I, you and Terran ter- treats, which I suppose will serve Terran things like cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah, like stuff you can get anywhere on Earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that what we're saying? I love how if you read through the article that they put on Disney Parks blog, and and I kind of suspected this, the only mention of the word Marvel is listed Mm. for Captain Marvel. Mm. Interesting. They couldn't even use it in the article. It didn't catch that. Yeah, there is like a like a contract. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's on the West Coast, so it doesn't. It's not supposed to matter. It's not supposed to matter. And that's the curious thing. Isn't this supposed to be like a multi-state? There's a multiple phases, I yes. believe. Well, so maybe we'll see some more of the well, and I guess since they're kind of done with the first wave Avengers in the movies. There yeah. is there is something with the word Marvel because if you remember a couple of years ago when Disneyland Paris did their Summer of Heroes. Mm-hmm. Was it? Are they the ones that did Summer of Heroes? All I remember yes, is Disneyland Paris also couldn't use the word Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's true. I was uh, that was 2018. I think I, we were there during that, and they they had some cool shows. And but you're right, yeah. they did, did they didn't use the word Marvel. The other thing that I was super excited about this week that didn't that has nothing to do with Marvel or Avengers Campus. Did you guys see the hint? That Josh Demaro gave about the new lightsaber that's in the work. Oh yes, yeah, we found we 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 found and talked about the uh, patent application for that. Like, yes, but months ago. it looks like it's it's actually coming soon, and I'm so excited about this. It, it's basically wound up like a like a tape measure, right, or something like I that. I mean, there's there's I, a motor that. Yeah, I there's there's uh, a the strip of there's a strip of LED. <laughs> 
lights on a reel at the bottom at the bottom of the hilt, and there's a motor that spits out the basically like the support structure plus the I don't know what the form of the blade is made out of, but something flexible that can retract. Uh. Yeah, that's what I was trying to to sort of wrap my mind around how this would work. I'll, I'll find I, I I can share a link to the um, to the patent application. But yeah, there's a strip of LED lights on a reel, and it's just a motor. There's a little drive mechanism mm. that shoots it out really. According fast. to the patent, according to the patent, the device includes two long plastic semi cylinders, and these two blade body members are rolled perpendicular to their length, which creates compact cylinders of material of small volume that can be provided on a pair of spools in a hilt. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I said. That's exactly what I said. Yep, what that part, is of, that, exactly what which part said. of that did not come across? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it looks as cool as the they they are hinting that it will, I think it's it's probably going to cost what at least twenty bucks, right? I'd assume so. Yes, something else is going to cost at least twenty bucks, Heather. Uh... At least twenty bucks. Well, yes, we've all been kind of waiting to see what is going to fill the void of Disney's Magical Express, which we learned earlier this year is. Going bye-bye at the end of this year no longer will be included with packages starting in January. And I kind of suspected that mirrors would be the ones that stepped up to fill the void. And sure enough, we found out this week that mirrors is launching a new service that essentially is going to be Magical Express. They're going to use the buses that they already have. They're going to use the check-in area that they already have, all the stuff that is already in place. It's just going to have a new name. It will be called Mirrors Connect, and it is going to be a paid service. I mean, we you know we knew that that was coming. No word yet on how much it's going to cost. Mirrors hasn't released that. But uh, something that I thought was cool is that they are going to continue the luggage service. So you'll, yeah, you'll still get, if you sign up for this before your trip, you'll still be able to get those luggage tags and they will go get your luggage, transfer it to the bus and and take it out to your Disney resort for you. So really it seems like it's going to be exactly the same as Magical Express. It's just no longer going to be included. And it's something that you will have to sign up with mirrors directly i'm still curious whether disney will somehow partner with them on this and make it so that you could add it to your vacation package instead of having to sign up with mirrors it it, it makes no sense that they wouldn't be silly not to it doesn't it doesn't really doesn't make any sense it's it benefits them immensely if they make it simple and you could just add it onto your package but I guess we'll wait and see. I'm very curious to see what the pricing is going to be because you know it's going to have to be Mm -hmm. somewhat competitive because you can Uber from Orlando Mm -hmm. International Airport to your hotel for 40, 50 bucks. And that's that's for a car, you know, so you could fit like, you know, like three or four people in there. So I don't Mm -hmm. know. I'm interested. And certainly people are willing to pay a little bit more for the luggage handling service and some of that stuff. So I I suspect it will be a a bit more, but, you know, back in the day before Magical Express, Mears did have shuttles that ran all day long. They they didn't look anything like this. I mean, you had to go get your own luggage and schlep it outside and go stand in this kind of like a taxi line, Mm -hmm. I remember. And then they, they used, I think it was like 12 passenger vans, if I remember correctly Fine. what they used then yeah. yeah so it wasn't it certainly wasn't glamorous there were no i'm I'm wondering if they're going to be able to continue to use the the buses that they have with the disney art on them whether disney's going to allow them to do that or if it's going to be those big yellow and black oh, buses. Probably, probably, probably 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 have to take all that artwork off I, mean. mm-hmm. I was have you noticed i don't know if you've looked at um booking kind of related with universal mm-hmm. their um, superstar shuttle right so we talked about superstar shuttle ending that was like last week or two weeks ago and then briefly when i went to book i was i was doing a quote for a client and they had a new shuttle service with a new name mm-hmm. for like a day and now it's back to listing superstar shuttle on their portal yes 
What happened was, this was kind of a behind-the-scenes thing that sort of messed up, up stuff up publicly. What was going on was they were switching vendors, and they had okay, to right. very briefly stop using the name until they had, I think, okay. you know, terminated their contract fully with their uh, old vendor. So it's back. It's Superstar Shuttle. All they've done is, the is switch vendors. Changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was briefly called like the Meet and Greet Express yes. or something. Yeah. <laughs> What's this nonsense? And I, that was, it was so weird. And it kind of caused a panic because for a couple of days, because, you know, people had already booked this service. Right. And on the one right. hand, our, our universal reps are telling us, no, no, it's not going away. It's fine. But then you're seeing all this stuff online. And uh, for mm -hmm. very briefly too, the the old company, while they were still doing it, were telling people as they were arriving, we're not providing this service anymore. So I don't know how you're getting back to the airport. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little And if there's one thing that theme fun. park news sites love is hyper hyperbole. Yes, so. definitely. That gets people <laughs> to click. Yes, clickbait. Yep. Well, I've got some major clickbait news for oh, you. Oh, goody. Uh, have you guys ever considered a trip to uh, Thailand? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I like their food. I really love their food, but I don't know. It seems hot and mm -hmm. it does look like a beautiful country. Yeah. Well, uh, coming soon to Thailand's seaside town of Bangsaray uh, mm. is going to be a new attraction. Columbia Pictures Aquaverse. What? <laughs> yeah. Expected to open this October. It is a combination water and theme park based around... Uh, Sony's Columbia Pictures. What, like what movies are Columbia Pictures? Would you guys like to know some of these movies yeah. that they are going to have attractions for? I would love it. Oh my goodness. Let's start with, uh, there's going to be multiple Men in Black thrill rides. Oh okay. no. I, nope, nope. Sorry. There's a, uh, a water coaster. There's going to be multiple water coasters, including one themed to Men in Black. Men which in is Black, going to okay. feature a 12 meter free fall that what? sends you down. Yeah, mm. so whatever that means in a water coaster, uh, that it sounds a little... dumps you in a pool at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I'd assume so. That's quite the distance to it fall. Is. Yeah. Uh, um, how about then another water coaster, the Ghostbusters Supernatural Supernatural Experience? Okay. Step into the Ghostbusters cool. portal and zip across ghost traps as you glide down a water coaster with your best friend, or dare to enter the world's first and only fully enclosed water dome in a family what? raft ride. <laughs> That sounds like a drowning. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what a water dome is. What is a water does dome? That, does that mean that you're going to go underwater and there's going to be like yeah. an oxygen bubble? I don't know. Um, how about uh, this is the one that I was really excited about. So they're going to have their own version of uh, the Disneyland of, of the Speedway. But this is going to be the Bad Boys Raceway <laughs> based on everybody's favorite Will Smith movie, oh, good Bad Boys. <laughs> Experience the thrill wow. of the chase and put the pedal to the metal around our new outdoor go-kart tracks in a neon Miami-themed race course. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh -huh. uh, Bad boys. I forgot all about that movie. <laughs> there's going to be a segment of the water park theme to Jumanji, presumably the new rock version. Uh, I hope so. Uh, featuring Duane and... Uh, Jack Kevin Black. Hart. Um, <laughs> there's going to be a Hotel Transylvania Kids Zone. Uh, the, this is going to be the biggest attraction featuring over 100 water features, splash buckets, water rockets, and more. Wow. In Everyone, Thailand. Everyone's favorite <laughs> movie. Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. Uh, Hotel Transylvania. Uh, there, I, a, there's going to be one of those flow rider surf simulators mm -hmm, mm -hmm. themed to everybody's favorite. That's a penguin movie, right? Surf's up oh. about the surfing penguins. You didn't even talk about movies Everybody that have been long since forgotten. <laughs> I yeah. have never heard of this film. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I think it's kind of like Happy Feet, but they surf. Yeah, I oh, think I think they tried to put okay. that out on the on the heels of Happy Feet success. And yeah. uh, it, it was not miserably. as well known, apparently. No, not so much. Uh, uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs, Swallow Falls River Adventure. Take a break from the day's thrills. By touring the Aquaverse along the Lazy River and meeting the amazing foodimals featured in the hit film. Cloudy the hit film, yes. Um, and then there's also uh, the Vivo Wave Pool. Mm. Relax, it's, a giant, mm. it's just a wave pool. Inspired by the, apparently there's an animated musical called Vivo coming up. I don't know anything about it. But they will have uh, live music events and world-class international DJs to entertain you while 
you try not to drown in the wave pool because that's what those things do. Yes. <laughs> so as the article wow. says, opening this October, COVID be damned, the Columbia <laughs> Pictures Aquaverse. Well, that's if funny. I if I get, get over to Thailand anytime soon, I will check it out. <laughs> yeah. And report back about the Aquadome. Surprised I didn't yeah, do anything based on the emoji movie. Is that a Columbia oh, Pictures film? I'm 99% sure it is. Wow. That, uh, it should be. I kind of <laughs> like that movie. I hate to say it's, it. It's a bad animated <laughs> film. Of course it's Columbia. There, there's, there's that boat ride through the through Spotify, basically. So, yeah, they could do oh, something like that. I have to I've tell you, I have it. never seen the Emoji Movie, Dan. <laughs> My kids like it. Yeah. Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart plays the poop emoji. What? Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> yes, he plays a very dignified poop. How much did they pay him for that? <laughs> it had to have been a lot. I'm pretty sure Sir Patrick Stewart. At least $20. Oh, right? Ugh. Yeah. Oof. I'm going to fact check myself real quick. <laughs> Movie. Well, for those of you who are gearing up to hit the national parks this summer, there's a little bit of, of information you might be interested in. Uh, Yosemite just announced that they're going to continue to limit summer visitors because of COVID-19 and they're going to require everyone who wants to visit the park to have a reservation to visit this summer. Hmm. Uh, you can register any to any trip between May 21st and September 30th. You'll need to register ahead of time and you'll get a three day basically park pass that will allow you to visit the park. And I suspect that we may see this from a lot of the national parks this summer. Um, yeah, all the major ones last summer when they reopened did that. And yep. I would expect Yellowstone, mm -hmm. uh, probably maybe Great Smokies. But yeah, the major parks. Yeah, I, I think definitely. that's all going to continue. Um, and really all of their COVID protocols from last year are probably mm -hmm. going to be in place this year too. So something to think about now as, um, you know, even the, the Disney parks are already filling up for the summer. We're looking at very uh, limited park pass availability for Disney already through uh, mid to late June. So it's it's really the time to get in touch with your travel advisor and get your summer vacation plans going because we're still not in a place where you can kind of make a last minute decision to go somewhere and just up and go. There's a lot yeah. of planning you got to do in advance. So let's get working. We're past spring break now. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to reminisce about spring break a little on this episode, but now it's time to jump into summer vacation. We're going to go back a little bit of time where... I've got a I've got a weird fast festival for you guys, and then we're going international this year. Oh yeah, this, this week we're going international this week. We're heading to Italy. Ooh, and we should have talked about this actually a few weeks ago because this is the Battle of the Oranges in Ivrea. What? That's how you say it. <laughs> Ivrea, Italy. Uh, so uh, this uh, happens in the three days leading up to Fat Tuesday in this little town in Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, they divide up into nine different squads. And dress up in their battle attire, then they make their way to certain areas of the town that are designated for all-out war. Over the course of the next three days, leading up to the holiday, men, women, and children hurl oranges at each what? other, attempting to kill the other teams. The Italians seem to really enjoy food fights. Isn't there some festival where they chuck tomatoes at each other? <laughs> yep, there's a tomato festival also. Um yeah, uh, so this one is based on a tale as old as time. Uh, mm. It's the story of an evil marquis who attempted to rape a young woman in the oh, town. Oh dear! Uh, but instead, she decapitated him. Uh, <laughs> wow. uh, in the and in the aftermath of his death, the, the townspeople stormed his palace and revolted. Uh, and so, this revolt is what they reenact every year. How did we get oranges. from rape and decapitation to throwing oranges at each other? I guess it's safer. I don't know. <laughs> it definitely uh, it is says, more family <laughs> yeah. friendly. Yeah. To add a certain level of authenticity to, authenticity to the event, a young woman is chosen from the town to represent the Miller's daughter who killed the Marquis. And the teams are divided up along common and royal lines. After three days of citrusy carnage one of the generals <laughs> of the teams ends the war and the event is followed by a massive funeral held on fat tuesday oh my word <laughs> that's yeah. that's a lot oh it's in spain that they do the tomatoes it says here the oh, largest right. food fight in italy which it's not as large as spain's la tomatina i knew there uh, was somewhere where they chuck tomatoes at each other 
<laughs> yeah. Um, during this battle, over 500,000 pounds of oranges are destroyed. Wow. Many people leave the war with cuts and bruises. Huh. There's a festival oh. for everything. Go hurl. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> this picture of men in, for some reason, inexplicably kilts in the middle of Italy. <laughs> but other men dressed in like royal armor and some look like jesters. And there's just a carpet of oranges. It's insane. <laughs> I kind of want to go and throw oranges at people. It sounds fantastic. Yeah. Are you back, Zach? I can hear you. You're muted. Can you unmute yourself? <sighs> Hold on. Uh, can you hear me? Hey! Yay. Yeah, we can hear you. You're back. Zach you all sounded back. like a really bad synth 80s song. <laughs> you kept going, beep, 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 beep. Good. Right. I don't know what happened. I switched to my other internet connection. Uh, we were talking about the rape, decapitation, and orange festival. It was delightful. Yeah. You'll really enjoy it when you listen to the episode yeah. next week. We'll listen to, the, the, listen episode to the episode on Tuesday. It's, you're oh. going to love it. <laughs> now I have something to actually listen to. Yes. <laughs> you can fast forward. Well, it's perfect that you're back because you're just in time for your story. Yeah, hold on now. Yeah. Hold <laughs> on, let's back up. Can you give me a hint as to what it's about so I can come up with a segue? Um, it's about Roy E. Disney and his investment company, Shamrock Holdings. Hmm. <sighs> wow. Speaking of... Roy's Journey is my favorite drink at Club 33's Constellation Club. Um, okay, well... Um, me, it's about me, you can talk about music, because it's music. It well, okay, so let me get out of the Battle of the Oranges, then, so... Moving from oranges to Disney history... <laughs> yes. Here's Zach. <clears throat> well, you know, Disney history and oranges. They do they, they do go together. That is true. true. I saw a lot of really cute orange bird merchandise at the Flower and Garden Festival last week. They cut down a lot of orange trees. Mm-hmm. And now Zach's gonna share an interesting <laughs> history story with us. So hit hit it. All right. So uh you know, when I was asked to come back and asked to do another little history bit, you know, I was thinking, how can I possibly top my amazing work covering uh, those wonderful ladies that we talked about all during uh, Women's History Month in March? And, you know, I, I thought, well, maybe I could talk about something Animal Kingdom related because it is Earth Month. And I thought, well, Disney Disneyland is reopening. So I thought, well, maybe I could talk about something Disneyland related. But nothing just really struck my fancy that I really wanted to share until yesterday when I was scrolling Twitter. And I found Ooh, out something. The best ideas come from Twitter. They, they really do. <laughs> um, I was scrolling Twitter and I saw this really interesting Twitter thread. They were talking about, I, I know that I know this maybe, and I know there's people that might listen that might know this, but my favorite artist of all time, Taylor Swift, re-released her one of her albums on Friday um in this whole ongoing legal battle you can read about it on the internet I'm not going to go into all that but uh, so there was it was a twitter thread about that but it was brought up by um someone that I um follow on twitter named Mark Willard and he talks a lot about Disney he does Disney photography and he was and he kind of brought up this little fact that I I had no idea that this was even a thing so trying to give you some history I want to talk about this company and then we'll, I'll make the connection here in a little bit, but uh, Shamrock Holdings is a, it was an investment company founded by Roy E. Disney in 1978. And for those of you who don't know, Roy E. Disney was the son of Roy O. Disney and the nephew of Walt. Walt I always get those two mixed Walt up. Disney. Yeah, me I, too. I do too. <laughs> Same. Um, Shamrock Holdings is a private equity firm. And to this day, the Disney family is its sole investor. It is fully owned um, by the estate of Roy E. Disney. Kind of give some more Disney context. Between 2003 and 2005, Shamrock Holdings was instrumental um, during the Save Disney campaign and the removal of Michael Eisner as the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Yeah, at the time, Roy E. Disney held about 1% of Disney stock through Shamrock Holdings, um, and that made him the third largest individual stakeholder for the company. So that sort of instrumental in that. But Kind of why I wanted to talk about Shamrock Holdings here for just a second, because in November of 2020, Shamrock Holdings paid over $300 million to acquire the master recordings of Taylor Swift's first six albums. So 
Roy E. Disney's Roy E. Disney's estate now owns Taylor Swift's first six albums. That is like Whoa. the the perfect uh, Zach thing, right? It's right. Like the, it's Disney related. It's Taylor Swift related. Yeah. I'm not happy about it, but you know. <laughs> well, they just don't, well. It's complicated. What a what a weird <laughs> random convergence! Isn't that weird? Roy E. Disney's estate owns Taylor Swift's first six albums. Huh. And something that just occurred to me is, uh, I have to assume that in Roger Rabbit, the the clover leaf oil is probably uh, a reference to uh, Shamrock, Shamrock Holdings. Holdings. Man, it's been a long time <laughs> since I've seen. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I've never seen. <laughs> I watch it regularly, and it's still Heck. like yeah, it's still it's so weird to me that it is like it is a Disney film. Was it a touch? Was it a Touchstone <laughs> film? Yeah. Yes, it was. Oh, okay. But there's a, really a, there's a Roger Rabbit attraction in Toontown and Disneyland. I have been on Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. I wasn't a fan. That's the movie. You the, didn't know. The fact that it's in the like kitty section is also just, I mean, it's not a child's film. No, it's pretty dark. <laughs> in spite of the cartoon rabbit, it is not a kid's movie. Well, there you Did go. Did you have anything more you wanted to say about Taylor Swift? No. Oh, uh, stream Taylor Swift, uh, Fearless. No, no, we can't, but no, no, we can't buzz market Taylor Swift. <laughs> Darn it. Until Taylor Swift, until Taylor Swift pays us to market. Uh, to to advertise on our show, we are not buzz marketing. I haven't I haven't done that yet, Zach. But I did get your text message, and I will be doing that today. <laughs> I will say this: just be careful about which versions you're streaming. That's all. I'll okay, maybe you should send me a link. <laughs> She's gotten enough free publicity from us when we talked about that that silly vacation in France. We are not giving her any more free airtime. I mean, let's be honest. Tay, you can call me up, and we'll work out a deal. For our dozens of listeners, I'm sure that that's worth <laughs> at least 50 cents per click through, but we're going to have to work that out I'm sure, off the air before. I'm sure, I'm sure our efforts are not adding to her work wealth at all, to be fair. Well, you know, money talks here. Well, stick around because after the commercial break, we're talking about America's greatest contribution to the world, spring break. Yes. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Ever since 1960, when the novel and film Where the Boys Are became a smash hit and convinced a generation of frat boys that bands of attractive co-eds were roaming the beaches of Florida looking for romance, Americans have been flocking to beach resorts during their Easter vacation for what has come to be known as spring break. What followed was a shifting pattern of yearly migrations as locals in the most popular beach towns got fed up with the marauding hordes of festive college kids and chased them to the next unfortunate stretch of sand. 
When the collegiate crowd leaves town, the more welcome wave of family travelers always follows in their wake, and spring break has become a major yearly travel event, not only in beach resort towns of America's Atlantic coast, but nationwide, and even increasingly internationally. Let's take a look at some of our favorite spring break travel memories, but first I was wondering, uh, do either of you guys know which Florida beaches were the first major spring break destination? Ooh, ooh I, I think I know this one. Was it Fort, Lauder Fort Lauderdale? It was Fort Lauderdale. Uh, for bonus points, do you know what attracted the college set to come there for their vacation? It was the swim teams were going to the, um, they had an Olympic sized pool there and the swim yeah. teams would go and practice. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was. I love Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, all of a sudden, they decided to. It, 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 it it's huge. Like the number of people. It started off with like they said, approximately ten thousand college kids would come, and then by the by the eighties, uh, it was just like Woodstock proportions. Oh yeah, of, I mean, if you've, you've seen the photos from Daytona Beach and all of those other Florida beaches, the high mm -hmm. college spring break season, it's mayhem down there. Well, and especially so, for those of us from the north, it's spring is not right. warm up yeah. here. So, <laughs> if you want if you want sun and and a beach, you're going to have to go south. And Florida usually has some nice sun in yeah, the spring the, times. Those are kind of like the the biggest, most popular. At least you know those those are the places where MTV always seems to go. Mm -hmm. I do they a still kid, do that? I I have lost I my. I'm not a big MTV viewer anymore. But no, I don't. <laughs> I don't I know. definitely remember this the spring break back in the day. Yeah, they were awful. They yes. Were awful, <laughs> yes. awful conglomerations of people. <laughs> uh, where I grew up, we never traveled for spring break when I was a kid, um, unless it was maybe doing day trips somewhere mm -hmm. around around the state, we would stay home and do an open gym or of Ohio. Day camp type thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I remember that the popular destinations uh, at least at my school weren't uh they weren't in florida the our, ours everybody seemed to always go to either myrtle beach or the outer banks mm -hmm. was those are those did, are popular there there was one kid i remember in middle school who there are a few kids that they went down to panama beach and it just sounded mm -hmm. like it was like, uh, like, what? What did you go see? Where did you go? Was like, what? What weird bacchanalia of? We didn't really. When I was a kid, we didn't really go anywhere for spring break either because my dad, the only travel he was ever, and I think really still interested in, is camping and fishing. Oh. And in Michigan, <laughs> camping and fishing in the spring, he would be more than happy to do that. I mean. This man ice fishes, but none of the rest of us had any desire to go camping in April. Michigan spring break is always the first week in April. Uh, it's still, I mean, it still snows at least once in April. So we didn't really, but as uh, once, once I had kids, the spring break did become a big thing for us. And most of the time it's, it was Disney. We would go mm. to Disney World because um, we're trying to escape the Michigan winter and get some sun and some warmth. And I raised my kids right to be Disney lovers. <laughs> so we would always go to Walt Disney World. But actually, my favorite spring break that we did, and this is something that I always would recommend to clients that, you know, if you're looking for sun and beach, Florida or Mexico or the Caribbean, those are great places. But if if what you're just looking for is a good vacation for spring break, it's a great time to visit some of the places that are really heavy summer vacation spots. And, and at spring break, a lot of those are not as busy like Europe. And my favorite spring break trip that we ever took as a family was to Paris because it was not as busy as Paris is in the summer. That's when Americans tend to head over there. It's The, the weather is not warm and sunny. Uh, it's beautiful there in the spring, but you can get, you can run into some rain or some overcast days, but it's a little warmer than where we are. So that didn't bother me. And the crowds just weren't there. So we could go to all of the, the touristy spots and not have the hordes of rude Americans there in the summer. You could be the only rude Americans yeah, there. Yeah, we were the only rude Americans there. We stayed at this 
a little hotel uh, not far from the, we were like walking distance from the Louvre, but my favorite, it was called the Hotel Castile. And my favorite part about it was that they had a lobby cat. His name was Olivier. And he was the sweetest little gray cat who basically was like, I own this place. And if I want to sit on this couch, I will be sitting here and I will not be moving for you. (laughs) And he just roamed around. It was like if anybody who knows me knows I'm a cat lover and I love in the Caribbean finding the resort cats. But I had never encountered a lobby cat at a hotel in Europe before. So he was my favorite. And then we did stuff like just, you know, a lot of it was about food because we love food, especially French food. We did this bakery tour where we learned how to make baguettes and we made our own baguettes. And then later that day fed them to the pigeons because my my son is (laughs) obsessed with pigeons. Uh, Are you supposed to eat the baguettes yourself? Here's the thing. To make a really good, good real baguette, you, yeah. To make a really good baguette, you need to proof it, uh, and it's, yeah. this was a tour, so we didn't have time. So we rolled our baguettes and they stuck them right in the oven, and it turns out they don't taste as good. <laughs> but the pigeons loved them. I have a beautiful photo of uh, of Owen feeding the pigeons in Paris that hangs in our living room from that trip. We also did a croissant making class, which is, yes, so fantastic and a little shocking because you learn how much butter goes into a croissant. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers, it's a lot. They're like 75% butter. That's why they taste so good. It's why they taste so good. And it's crazy. They bring out these slabs of butter. I mean, they're like an inch thick. It's like a marble tile of butter. And the, the pastry part is so thin and you just roll it into the pastry and then fold it and fold it and then more butter. And it, oh, but they taste so, so good. Those don't have to proof. So Mm. we got to eat our croissants and they tasted (laughs) fantastic. I always love when you see on cooking shows when they bring out those gigantic, I'm like, why don't I get butter in a giant slab like that? I have to have these stupid little quarter sticks. Where can I get a slab of (laughs) butter? butter? (laughs) Yeah, so we didn't travel a lot spring break when I was a kid. We did most of our, our, our trips during the summer. Um, mm-hmm. But I know like... Uh, well, you're from Alabama. Didn't y'all ever drive down to Gulf Shores or anything like that? No. Well, I'm not from Alabama. I li- oh, that's I true. You're from Tennessee. Tennessee. Sorry. So, you live in Alabama Yeah. Now. So um, Myrtle Beach was a very popular destination amongst mm-hmm. this for this area. Walt Disney World was obviously very popular because it's, 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 it's not a terribly long drive, but... It is within driving distance, not for me, but for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. We've driven to Walt Disney World from Michigan oh, once oof. or twice, and it's not fun. Um, I mean, I, I have like a seven-hour drive, and I don't drive it anymore. I fly. So Dollywood was also very popular. Spring break destination. <gasps> I would love to go to Dollywood. Um, I have never been, and I really want to. It's, it wasn't typically a, a, a like a multi-stay vacation. Typically, if we did go, it was we would, you know, drive up during the morning, spend mm-hmm. all day Dollywood and then drive home in the, in the afternoon. It's about an hour, hour and a half drive. But those were kind of the spring break destinations for where I grew up. Now, where I live now, a lot of people come here for spring break. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, awful. <laughs> you get y'all get overrun in Mobile. Uh, well, down in the beaches, it's really bad. Um, where I used to live, because I used to live on the other side of the bay, that's where the majority of the beaches are, and it would get terrible during the um, spring break time. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I, but y'all have such beautiful beaches. I get it. We do. Like, yeah, it, the Gulf beaches are really pretty, and there's mm-hmm. not. They're not terribly overcrowded because there's not a ton of hotels either. Yeah, that's definitely a challenge when we for travel advisors when we have folks who want to go to Gulf Shores. Mm-hmm. It's it's trickier to plan. Oh yeah, but it can be done. Um, but yeah, spring break travel is never really a thing. I, I do remember um, my senior year of high school as a graduation gift from my parents, and I guess because I don't know why we went during spring break over the summer. Maybe it was cheaper. I don't know. My parents decided to take the plunge and we went on our first cruise. It was the first time that I ever left the country. Um, nice. That's a good spring break option. It, it, it is because those cruise ships are capped at a certain capacity. So, mm-hmm. yeah, 
you know, even cruise ships, even when they're full, they never really feel that full because right they're they design the ships to to meet the capacity so mm-hmm. it, it, uh that was a good trip um like i said it was our first cruise i'm not a big fan of cruising i, I love disney cruises mm-hmm. and i we did we did a disney cruise for spring break once it was our it was the star wars day at sea mm-hmm. sailing that we did that was a good that was a good spring break trip and i would love to i did have a cruise to alaska that was booked for this mm. September that I'm not <laughs> that I'm not going on now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I don't I don't really do any spring break travel now. But I don't have kids, so I don't I don't have a reason to travel mm-hmm. during spring break. When Jess and I were at Walt Disney World last month, um, you could definitely tell the spring break crowds were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's what we did for spring break this year. Actually, we were there last week. Michigan, our, at least our West Michigan district. Our spring break is always the same year or same week every year. So oh, that's it's always nice. the first week of April. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't follow Easter or so sometimes it's Easter when, when our spring break happens and mm-hmm. sometimes it's not. And this year it was. We we they always get the Friday before or after or a Friday before off and then it lasts all the, the following week. Mm-hmm. So we headed down there this year on on the Saturday before Easter. And I definitely noticed that people are traveling again. I mean, this spring break, mm-hmm. last last spring break really was, we were sort of midway, right? When, when everything mm-hmm. shut down, because colleges start having spring break at the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was, travel was starting to happen, but then it, it, it came to a crashing halt in <laughs> about the 15th of March last year. And we really lost the rest of the spring break season. And it was starting to look, it was starting to look normal. The airports were busier. Um, Disney and Universal, of course, still have their capacity capped, but they both were reaching that capacity every day. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many people I saw turned away at the gates. You know, they're they're at guest services saying, I have park tickets. I don't understand why it won't let me in because they Mm. didn't have reservations. Mm. Book with a travel agent, folks. That's correct. That is <laughs> yeah. this year. I honestly now is you need a travel advisor more than ever because every place has different COVID restrictions and different things that they're doing. And like Disney and Universal are are different. Both of them are capping capacity, but the way that they handle it is different. Disney, you have to have mm-hmm. a reservation. Universal, you don't. You just have to go and get in line. And they opened Disney opened Blizzard Beach and they would hit capacity every day within, you know, five minutes of opening those gates. Oh, wow. Because everybody was doing water park. You can't even get to the hotel pools right now. That is a problem at some of the hotel pools. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually changed resorts. We were going to be at Coronado Springs this year. And all leading up to spring break, I kept reading just horror stories online about that two to three hour wait just to get into their pool area. So we changed and went, we stayed at Riviera and never had a problem. They definitely were, there were cast members monitoring how many people were in the area. And when you first came into the pool, they would say, okay, you can sit. Here's a spot that's available. Um, They never, they never reached capacity while we were there, but I was still hearing they were having problems at, uh, especially Coronado Springs, uh, but also over at Caribbean Beach, their main pool, Caribbean Beach, the, the best part about it in that situation is they have like six pools. So mm-hmm. if you really wanted pool time, you could find one, but that main pirate themed pool kept closing. And it, you know, it was trickier getting dining this year. Uh, Jess and I had the exact same issue. We could not mm-hmm. get dining reservations anywhere. And I cannot stress enough. I know spring breaks are basically over at this point, but if you're going to the parks anytime soon, Make sure you get there at least 45 minutes before they open. I know that was important before. Yes. Before the pandemic, but it's 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 even more important now because capacity is has been capped off. Um the the wait times are getting can get pretty long and there is no fast pass. So no fast pass right now. Yeah. And they're trying to keep the lines outside. Mm. And that's you know, yep. we went through this, we went through this last summer. Uh, so you know the, it's going to be the same this year, but that's one of the thing. One of the things I noticed on uh, Buzz Lightyear that line is normally mostly inside, mm-hmm. but they yeah. have they have 
changed it so that most of it is now outdoors because they, they're trying to, you know, limit the amount of time you're standing in a, even though everybody is wearing masks and Disney is very, very, very strict about their mask policy. Although we did have the great update that started uh, in the middle of our spring break that they will now allow you to take your mask off for a photo if you're outside. That was a huge AKA, deal. <laughs> AKA they got tired of cast members complaining about fighting with yes. people about it. So they just gave in. Yeah. And Universal has been letting people do that. And it, if, if you think about it, if you do it smart, it's very low risk. Mm-hmm. And, they, and their, their, their guidelines are you have to be standing. You can't be, um, you have to be six feet or more away from anybody who's not in your party take your mask off for a photo and then put it right back on. And you could kind of tell that the, the, the photo pass cast members were relieved <laughs> when mm-hmm. they got to relax mm-hmm. that because previous to that, every time you passed one, you, I could guarantee the words you were going to be hearing the cast members speak were, no, you do have to keep your mask on. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Well, and it's always easier to, to ease restrictions than it is to, Put more in so i don't blame them for having mm-hmm. that restriction That's in true. to begin with but i'm glad to see disney changing things but still being very smart and with safety as their number one priority and th- honestly i so we have been to, to disney world at spring break in the past it's it's been one of our go-to places and this year was much better i mean even without fast passes the longest standby line we saw was i think 70 minutes for splash mountain and that's low for splash mountain in the summer or at spring break i mean flight of passage now while the the line did stretch it stretches all the way back into africa because they have to physically distance it and they're trying to keep you uh, keep as much of the line outside as possible we were seeing 60, 70 minutes for that one. And wow. that is unheard of. I mean, that line normally is four hours long and has been since they open. So it, it's kind of, you know, people have had to adjust to actually not having any fast passes and ha- having it all be standby. But they still were very, very reasonable wait times if you compare it to what it used to be at spring break or during summer vacation or Christmas. It was wonderful seeing so many people back in the parks. Uh, not Definitely not a spring break level. Again, it was, there were lots of folks, but it's it's not like anything I've seen there in the past for, for that time of year, especially over Easter. We did some a lot of stuff this time that we don't normally do. Um, our, first, our first park day, we spent the whole day at Epcot doing the Easter egg hunt. We've never done that before, and I was a little bit surprised that my, that I, I mean, I have a 14-year-old and a 17-year-old, so I was a little shocked when I heard they wanted to do it, and we well, had probably the want best to try time. something new, too. Yeah, and we had the best time, you know, just acting goofy and looking for, hunting for those Easter eggs, um, and we found all of them. We did have Ooh, to, unfortunately, we were so, our first park day was Easter Sunday, <laughs> At Epcot, and we tried to buy the official Easter egg hunt little map where you you put all the Uh stickers on it, and at the end you get a prize. And they were sold out. Oh, but we still did it anyway, and we found all the eggs and just took pictures of them instead. And we had. How do they manage to not have enough of that? Right, that I did say that. (laughs) Like, like you know, you know your capacity, and you know that how you know approximately how many people you're going to be letting in have enough come on and they're yeah. still doing the flower and garden one correct too yes so we saw they had sold out of the easter egg one before easter mm-hmm. like that's the part that made me go come on you could have at least set some aside but so most most people were doing the little it's a hunt for spike the bee mm-hmm. that one's cute yeah. too that one's actually harder because the little spikes are they're smaller and they hide them to the size of an actual bee. <laughs> no, it's bigger than a bee, but <laughs> but the Easter eggs are about well, maybe at least a foot tall. They're pretty. Mm-hmm. They're pretty big. Mm-hmm. Although we walked right past a couple of them and had to circle back and find. We had trouble finding the one in Morocco, and it, we walked right past it probably a dozen times. We did eventually find it. Is behind the construction wall for the big penis. 
Yeah, that's what I kept thinking. Like, is it back there? And now they're breaking news. They're taking down the the section of wall in Morocco that looks um, phallic. Disney is taking it down. It's behind construction walls. So I, I thought maybe it was back there, but no, we did. We did eventually find it. And I love the Flower and Garden Festival. I know we, we kind of make fun of Epcot and its never-ending festivals, mm-hmm. but I love all their festivals. The food is pretty and tasty. I had to get myself another um, uh, orange bird sipper because it's different this year. Mm-hmm. It's cute. It's very. Yeah, I cute. think Flower and Garden's my favorite. It is. It's so it's too. so pretty. Yeah. And we spent some time, like when we were in the Animal Kingdom, doing stuff we don't normally do, like going on the uh, Maharaja Jungle Trek and the. The gorilla. Oh, I can't remember. I like the what gorilla. Well, I forget what it's called. Yeah, but we we've done that one before. I've never never done the tiger one, but the oh, definitely do the, the tiger gorillas, one. It's great. The gorillas on we the, liked a lot. On the tiger trail, you not only have the tigers, but you also have the fruit bats. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's both of them have an aviary that you go through, and that that was a lot of fun. Uh, one of my kids is obsessed with birds, so I mean, and we, they have some weird, cool looking birds in there. That was fun. It's just kind of a an off the beaten track sort of thing. We did a lot of that non non ride activity stuff. We did miniature golf at Fantasia Gardens one day, and there's bowling and the egg hunt, and we kind of just did did that sort of thing just to enjoy the warm weather and stuff that we don't normally do down there. And it was a great trip. You know, it just occurs to me, Heather. You're such a you were such a fan of archery on your ABD. Have you <laughs> yes. done archery at uh, Fort Wilderness? I have not. Oh, why not? I don't know. Now why that not? You say that I've got that's that's going on the list for our next trip. I always, I think the reason is because I always forget that you can yeah. do that there. Yeah, I do love shooting some bows and arrows. Yeah, go do some archery, ride We've, some horses. We have done the horseback riding. But we no, haven't. I I've want never to do the, the Segway tour. Are they still doing that? No, it makes me so sad because I wanted to do the Segway tour in Epcot, and it is gone. I, I no, but I think I, Fort Wilderness has one where you go back in the woods, and I think they oh, might still be doing that. Sure, I'll do that. They've got like off-road Segways that you go and yes, yeah, <laughs> that sounds fun. I've always yeah. wanted to get a golf cart at, at Fort Wilderness and just ride. That's around in fun. The golf cart. Just ride around in a golf cart. <laughs> Did you know that they used to have a train there back no, when it first opened? I they did had not their know own that. little train that ran, uh, it would take you to River Country. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, RIP River Country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Wilderness, some good news we've had recently. Wilderness Lodge has is going to be reopening in June. And I've seen uh, the the room the rooms that they've took the time to refurb and the rooms are, look great. Polly's opening soon with their new rooms. Now they're they're taking advantage of a lot of this lower capacity mm-hmm. and doing some refurbing. The the tower at the Contemporary is getting a refresh too. I saw a picture of the Contemporary where it's like half if you're in the Grand Canyon concourse, half of it's now covered in like this like gold tarp. Yes. <laughs> But oh, Dan, I can confirm that the Wilderness Back Trail Adventure, uh, you can, uh, it is available. I wonder if it's actually available right now, but it does say call for oh, reservations. Yes. It's $90 per person. And um, yeah, experience nature the high tech way as you explore Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and beyond on a seg. Can we, sh- can we shoot bows and arrows from the segways? Ooh, <laughs> that would be great. Like oh, biathlon. <laughs> I do need something to do when I get into on uh, the 19th of yes, May. Yes, I think you should do that and report back. I don't know. I've always wanted to do a, the water sprites too, though. So Or whatever they call them now. Water mouse? Um, sea racers. They were sea called racers. water mice. That was my favorite when they were called water mice. But now they yeah. call them sea I don't think those are happening right now. Uh, because of the COVID. Stupid yeah. COVID. Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely a different spring break year because of COVID and some of the stuff that you can't mm-hmm. do. But a lot of this stuff will be back, I hope, for next spring break. And it's, you know, we can you can get back out there on the, those little sea racers are fun. It was how we discovered that uh, at the time, the you have to be 12 to have your own. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this is the part that's crazy. All you just have to be 12 and tall enough. You don't have to have any experience with the boat. 
You don't even ever to have ever been in a boat. They will give you one. <laughs> they just send you out. And send you out. Yes. And my 12-year-old had been in a boat, but he'd never driven anything when we went out in them. And it turns out he's a daredevil mm. who was running through everybody's wake. And I was nervous the whole time. He's going to flip that boat. Nah, he's <laughs> got a life vest on. There's snakes in the water, though, Dan. <laughs> there's worse than snakes in the water. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> there's brain-eating amoebas. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, you just, if you're 12 and you're tall enough, they'll give you a little miniature boat. It's like 30 bucks an hour or half an hour or something like that. It's a great, it's so fun though. It's a great, it's a great time. Another, add that to your spring break list of what to do. Well, it really is. I mean, they've stopped advertising as being the vacation kingdom the way when they first opened, but there, yeah, there's so much to do there that. Yeah. You know, go down and just stay in a hotel and don't even go to the parks. I mean, that's absolutely crazy. go to the parks, please. <laughs> Especially if you stay three days, go three days or longer. I'd appreciate yes, it. Please. Uh, but, you know, yeah, there's lots, there's lots to do there. Yeah. And, a, you know, spring break. spring break travel is a is a, a, a great time of year to travel. But I would say, I guess my my tip would be if you've done the sun and you've done the beach, maybe think about uh, a, another destination, something that's not your quintessential spring break and, and maybe do that during that week. Maybe uh, visit some national Europe parks. when they open again. Yeah. Anywhere that's normally a big summer destination uh, can mm-hmm. be really fun during spring break because you don't have the same crowds, yeah. mm-hmm. crowd levels. National parks or, I mean, I mean, the, especially, I guess everybody was doing staycations mm-hmm, last definitely. year, but like, there's so much, how, how much have you not seen in the state that you live in? Mm-hmm. That, that's true you could go and do a, a day trip out to or or a long weekend. I mean, there's a lot. Our Paris spring break trip, we, we did tack on Disneyland Paris, and that's a great time of year for that park because they're very busy in the summer, mm-hmm. but not busy at all during our, our typical spring break time. So it was a great time to visit Disneyland Paris. I wonder when they're going to reopen. Uh, hopefully soon. Not that I have any plans to go anytime soon, but yeah. <laughs> it, is, it, it would be nice for all the Disney parks to be open again. I would love for all of yeah. them to be open again. Yes. Did you see that there were guys out on top of Space Mountain in Anaheim painting it last mm-hmm. week? Turns out that, that thing gets pretty ugly when nobody's yeah. maintaining when it, it for When it a hasn't year. been maintained. <laughs> no. That is true. Well, we're so close to both both the Disney parks at both coasts of Disney parks being open here in the U.S., so that'll be that'll be great. The Californians will get the first crack at Disneyland, but I'm hoping that maybe by the fall, the rest of us can head out there and see the Avengers Campus. Maybe fingers crossed. I'm very excited for I don't Disneyland. Know, I don't know what the, I don't know what the odds are yet, but hopefully they get better as we as we, more people get vaccinated. Shouldn't your vaccination card just make you eligible for that? Gosh, I hope so. I get my That'd second nice. shot next week, so I'll be I'll, I'll be fully vaccinated and ready to go anywhere in the world. Anywhere. Yeah, I'm official. I'm officially fully vaccinated. Now. That's true. I you got the one and mark. one and done. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. I can't wait for Disneyland to reopen. I know that I won't be visiting anytime soon, but just knowing that it's open, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a thing. It's a nice thing. No, it's to think true. About. It, it feels like another step forward towards normalcy. And it's nice seeing those cast members being able to go back to work. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see next year's spring break season back wow. to the yeah the packed beaches and the packed parks and you know it. It's going to take some getting used to, but um, it's going to make me happy. Well, thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to plan your own spring break adventure or explore anywhere else around the world, Key to the World Travel has a Daytona Beach pool during MTV's spring break full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no-obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the Theme Park Professor, for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. Word of mouth is always the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globetrotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest news at www.goldkeyadventures.com. 
can't wait to hang out with you again next week or we'll see you real soon. Bye, everybody. Have a magical day. That was so, so sincere, sincere and enthusiastic, Zach. I had to figure out what, <laughs> really... what my signature send-off was going to be, so I decided to go with a very nonchalant, have a magical day. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure. And we are covering the week's travel news. Let's hurry up before Blink... I'm sorry, I got distracted by whatever Zach was <laughs> whatever doing to his camera. Was. I was laughing <laughs> off our webcam. <laughs> you totally threw off my groove. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you know what happens when you throw off someone's groove? Out the window. Yeah. Defenestrated. That's right. Yeah. <sighs>